I currently live in the South, and they have a saying around here. Every so often, you might hear someone, especially it seems a kindly Southern lady, saying something like, well, bless your heart. Now, that just sounds sweet, doesn't it? To bless, to want good, favor, happiness, and on someone's heart. You know how critical the heart is to your physical body operating. You know how we use heart metaphorically as being just key to who we are, how we feel, where so much of our thoughts and motivation comes from. So to say, well, bless your heart. That sounds like you're really wanting good for someone. It sounds very pleasant. Though there is a little bit of context that's helpful to know, because if one of those kindly southern ladies ever says, well, bless your heart, odds are you said something pretty stupid. Or you found yourself in a situation that you really should have known better than. You were being dim-witted or hard-headed, and you were just really out of line. But you know what? Bless your heart. That expression isn't terribly far from something that no less than Jesus himself taught. That idea of hearing somebody say something that's rude or offensive or hurtful, seeing somebody do something that's just not very smart, not good for them or anyone else, but to respond with that by not tearing them down, by not cursing at them or being derogatory, but just smiling and saying, well, bless your heart. That is very much in step with what Jesus teaches his followers to do, like Jesus' apostle Paul does in the New Testament letter to the Romans in chapter 12, beginning with verse 9, where we read, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, for by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What Paul is describing here, itself an unpacking, an application of something that Jesus himself preached, as we see in famous places like the Sermon on the Mount, that Jesus himself practiced, as the gospel accounts record for us, through his crucifixion, no less. What he's teaching us here to bless those who curse us, who persecute us, blessing them instead of cursing them back. What he's teaching us here is hard, 
And it's important to note, this is not the way that people naturally react. You need look no further than our political discourse, where somebody takes a swipe at one candidate and the other one comes out and fires back. You need look no further than how we see celebrities, figures in the entertainment industry react to each other. You need look no further than the schoolyard or the comment section on social media to see that whenever people hear something that they don't like, whenever people see something that they don't agree with, whenever people have been hurt, our inclination screams to want that person to hurt back. That if they made us look stupid, we want them to look stupid. If they said something critical of us, then we're going to be quick to criticize them, to just go blow for blow. Yet as a follower of Jesus, we're called to be different. We're called to not react like the world does, but to react differently. And as Jesus taught that, as Jesus modeled that, as the apostles applied that in teachings like this, appreciate that that wasn't a new idea. What Paul quotes here about feeding your hungry enemy and giving him something to drink when he's thirsty, those were actually quotes from scriptures a thousand years before that that were recorded for us in places like the Proverbs, wise sayings that were recorded in chapter 25, verses 21 through 22 of that particular collection, or when he appeals to that fact that God will take vengeance on wrongdoing, that we don't have to do it ourselves. That comes from another four or five hundred years before that, written in one of the first five books of the Bible, Deuteronomy in chapter 32 and verse 35. Yet, while that had always been true to who God is, while that was always true to what God was teaching us as his people to be, Jesus lets us see it in a fresh and exciting way. When we've given our lives to Christ, when we're living for him, united with him, when we have the gift of his spirit and he's bearing fruit in us, we're able to apply that, to practice that in a way that goes against the grain. Because look at our world. The world's way of doing things is to invade and to take. It's to declare jihad. It's to have a riot. But what results has that approach produced? Look through our past history, just even within our nation, even within the past century, and look at the things that have truly made a difference. Look at efforts like Dr. Martin Luther King's. His message of nonviolence was controversial. Does it really make any earthly sense to let people fire water hoses at you, to sick dogs on you, but Dr. King trusted that the teachings of Jesus would work? And even outside of our own country, we see in India with people like Mahatma Gandhi, we see in South Africa with people like Nelson Mandela, that true, lasting change has been achieved by adhering to the ancient words of what this scripture reveals to us by following the example of Jesus. Even in the cases of people like Gandhi that didn't know Jesus, that didn't follow Jesus, but they were familiar with what he taught. And it literally changed the world. For a lot of us, though, we're not aiming for changing the world. It would help if we could just change ourselves. And passages like this show us how that's possible. If we recognize, first and foremost, that when we're in those heated moments, when we find ourselves in times of conflict, 
Whether we're upset by something that someone said in the workplace or posted on social media, whether we're having an actual disagreement, a true conflict in our homes, in our families, in the church, if we recognize that in those moments, even when harsh words are spoken, when hurtful actions are committed, that our call as a follower of Jesus is to respond differently. That even if they raise their voices at us, we're not going to raise our voices back. That even if they attack us, we're not going to attack them. That even if they persecute us, even if they are truly doing harm to us, we're going to bless them. Not because what they're doing is okay. We're going to bless them because we want them to know God's goodness. We know that what they need more than getting what they want or winning this argument or anything we could say or do is God. They need his love. They need his presence for their lives to change. So we can look at them and in all sincerity say, bless your heart. Because I can tell you're hurting. I can tell there's something you need. Because what you just did was stupid. The way you're thinking is wrong. The way you're behaving is hurtful. And I know God wants better for you than that. God wants better for the people in your life than that. And I hope you receive that. I hope you can find that. If we can start to view our heated moments, our conflicts, whether it's at the personal level or much larger through that lens, then even though what we're taught here seems so counterintuitive, the world might say it's just like giving up. It's just like rolling over and letting people step all over you. But the example of Jesus, the example of when these teachings have been lived out in history, say differently. And if we will adhere to God's wisdom, we will see change in our lives and in the world all around.